0: You're listening to The Fish Dish, brought to you by Eat Wisconsin Fish, a campaign of the Wisconsin Sea Grant Program. Are you fish curious, or are you a fish expert who wants to learn even more about Wisconsin's fisheries and cooking fish? We'll give you the latest dish on fish. Your hosts are Sharon Moen and Marie Zwickoff, two two friends who have have been working working for Sea Grant seemingly
1: Seemingly forever forever, and who who know a a thing thing or two two about fish. fish. But that's forever, in a good way. Sharon runs the Eat Wisconsin Fish campaign. And Marie is a science communicator. In
0: this episode, the Fish Dish traveled to Madison for an invitation-only event held in October of 2022 that celebrated Wisconsin's water, from drinking water to businesses that depend on water for their livelihood. These include commercial fishing and aquaculture. This was a first-ever event organized by none other than Sharon. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll be talking about that. Plus, for the fish part of our show, we'll be discussing fish roe, specifically Cisco roe, and how it can be used in recipes as a caviar substitute. This is roe spelled R-O-E as in fish eggs. All fish eggs are technically roe, but if you want to get really confused, not all roe is caviar. Sharon tells me the term caviar only applies to the fish roe in the sturgeon family. There was a lot of roe on display and in people's stomachs after this event, so we thought it warranted highlighting. Hey Sharon, what prompted you to hold A Taste of Wisconsin Waters?
1: Well, in 2021 and 22, I did a needs assessment with the commercial fish producers of Wisconsin, and that would be people raising fish on farms and also the commercial fishermen. Both of those industries suggested that they what they would really like Sea Grant to help them with was articulating the importance of their industry to decision makers. And that's why we had the event in Madison. And that's kind of what we were trying to do as part of that event. The other part was that it was Wisconsin Sea Grant's 50th anniversary year, and it was a way to celebrate and highlight the research and the science that goes into creating cl- good clean water and keeping on top of water challenges. And then the third part was that I wanted to do something fun to celebrate the United Nations' year of artisanal fisheries and aquaculture. And so that's in 2022 and 2022 is almost over so we can't celebrate it so much anymore. But the UN really took a, a bold stand on it's time to support our local fishing communities and, and what it brings to society to have these fisheries in, in our midst. And certainly aquaculture and fisheries in Wisconsin could be considered artisanal compared to some of the big operations.
0: So you held the event at the Tinsmith. Tell us a little bit about what the Tinsmith is.
1: The Tinsmith is an event space in Madison, kind of near the Capitol. It's, it's rather new, and it used to be a storage area. For yeah, it kind
0: of looks stuff. like an old military <laughs> hangar <laughs> yes. or something. Barracks, that's what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, so now it's, it's this wonderful event space. What kinds of things happened at the Tinsmith? So yeah, on the the taste of the Wisconsin waters, uh, we had a water bar and that had nine different waters from around the state, one being distilled water, which I thought was kind of funny. And then four from artesian wells and four different waters that were treated from municipalities. And what was interesting about that is it seemed like people were falling on either they liked the chlorinated water or they liked the natural water. And that was kind of the dividing. After that, I was told the Voting was kind of similar. So people got to vote about which water they liked. Don't tell us the results yet. No, no, we're going to save that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then there was a fish spread tasting table where we had eight different fish spreads that were donated by both commercial fishermen and fish farmers. And uh, people enjoyed voting for their favorite spread with a cranberry put in the fish bowl.
0: See, I didn't know that the cranberry was for voting at first. Nobody oh. explained that to me, so I <laughs> ate mine. <No. laughs> I had to get another one. I had to get another cranberry <laughs> for voting. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, but we're not going to tell you who won that either, because we've got to build the suspense, you know, for keep you listening that. for later in the show.
1: But then, you know, people had a good chance to network with each other and taste some appetizers made out of the fish and listen to some speeches, like, I was really pleased that Preston Cole was able to join us. He was a, he is a secretary of the DNR in Wisconsin. And then Marlon White-Eagle, the president of the Ho-Chunk Nation, was able to join us, too. So it was really great to have dignitaries and scientists and, and fish producers all mingling together and hear those conversations.
0: I thought it was really convenient having all these knowledgeable people in one room for the fish dish so I could, like, interview them. So (laughs) I took several of them aside and interviewed them about the event, and I'll get into that later. But... What I'm wondering about now is what,
1: you know, what were
0: some of the outcomes of the
1: All event? All right. So it's about a month out. And so some of the outcomes will take longer to manifest. But right away, thousand Arctic char from the Northern Aquaculture Demonstration Facility that is operated through the University of Wisconsin-Stevens Point, they got Holmes, one of the fish producers, because he was heard about them being available, came up and collected them and took them back to his farm for growing out as an experiment. So that was a big plus, because otherwise, I don't know what they would have done with all the Arctic char up there. It was Well,
0: that would have been a tragedy. Arctic,
1: homeless <laughs> Arctic char. <laughs> I know. So I was excited to hear that was one of the consequences of doing this. Cool. But otherwise, you know, there's some site visits to research and education facilities that have happened because of this, certainly networking. And then I've got some invitations to host similar events in two other communities in wisconsin cool you're in demand (laughs) i don't know Uh, (laughs) know, i'm not that crazy you want to be an event organizer (laughs) for the rest of your job (laughs) i find event planning is super stressful but i'm always happy to see the outcomes and to know that people found it valuable Mm -hmm.
0: And the good thing is, once it's over, it's kind of over. I mean, except for the outcomes and the reverberations. But you know, you have an event on a specific date, and then it's done. (laughs) It's true. But given that, given your love for event planning, do you think you would hold it again?
1: I think that a similar event will happen in the future, but I don't know about how soon. It depends on funding. You know, it takes some money to put these things together and time for sure. So maybe... Recovery time. Yeah, recovery time. (laughs) So I know I wrote a similar event into a grant and the event would happen in 2024. So we'll see about next year. Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) I hope so. It was really fun. Glad you thought so. I thought it was fun too.
0: I had the chance to interview four persons of interest during A Taste of Wisconsin Waters to see what their history was with water and their jobs and what their favorite fish dishes are. These Wisconsin personages included Preston Cole, who's the secretary of the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources, Steve Sommerfeld, chief science officer for an Atlantic salmon aquaculture business called Superior Fresh, Jamie LeClaire, a fifth-generation member of a commercial fishing family in Door County, the Susie Q Fish Company, and Charlie Henriksen, a longtime commercial fisherman also out of Door County, who has been involved in several statewide trade associations and boards. First, let's meet Preston Cole with the DNR.
2: As soon as we got off the farm and with my friends doing all our chores and work, We were on the water fishing in some of these uh, backwater areas and learning to fish. Matter of fact, I think I may have been six or seven and caught my first sunfish, my first fish ever, with a car antenna, a hook, and black thread. I was literally hooked at that point.
0: Preston grew up in southwestern Michigan and now lives in Milwaukee. He grew up on a farm and was outdoors a lot. He credits this for his later interest in natural resources. He was the youngest of nine and says that one of his brothers introduced him to the wonders of nature when he was seven or eight in a way that freaked him out. His brother grabbed his hand and forced it into a writhing mass of tadpoles in a pond.
2: But he says, you know, these are going to turn into frogs sooner or later. I'm like, get out of here. And of course, they did. And so those natural systems have always been important for me growing up.
0: Preston's farmer parents were also always thinking about protecting the land. Preston used to have the job of weeding the family's vegetable garden. He described a conversation he had with his mother about that one day.
2: I remember my mom was like, I'm like, you know, we can put some weed killer in between these rows or stuff, other stuff. She goes, "Uh, no, we're not, because what you put on the land will ultimately wind up in your body. And so in my role as secretary of the DNR, I tell that story to remind folks what we put on the land sometimes and what's in our water can have ill effects on us. And so that's why I'm here and supporting Sea Grant and the people who are in this room today.
0: I asked him what he thinks are the big challenges to water quality in Wisconsin.
2: There's a lot of places in the state of Wisconsin that people don't have surety when they turn on their tap, they're going to have clean, fresh drinking water. And in a lot of these circumstances are lead laterals in some of our oldest cities. I think there's a, probably a little about 100 communities still in Wisconsin spread all across the state that still have lead laterals. And for children there is no safe level for lead. We know that emerging contaminants like PFAS in our drinking water does serious harm where we've been finding uh, legacy contaminants in, from firefighting foam
0: In case you had a hard time hearing, he's talking about lead laterals, which are water pipelines made of lead that run from people's homes to the city water main. In many older homes, these were made of lead and are costly to replace with safer materials. He also mentioned PFAS, which are per- and polyfluoroalkyl substances that come from firefighting foam and Teflon coatings. With the help of Sea Grant-funded research, the state is working hard to develop guidelines and regulations for PFAS and to clean up contaminated areas. He also mentioned naturally occurring contaminants like arsenic and radium,
1: and that the state is working to address those. All right, so I'm just going to have to butt in here and ask, what was Preston's favorite fish dish? He's a big fan of a favorite
0: Wisconsin tradition.
2: Well, I had a fish fry on Friday. Uh, I could have a fish fry today. I can have a fish fry tomorrow. So, not only is it this idea of, you know, the economy around fish fries, and certainly these are church-going folks that have fish fries as well and raise money for their clubs or churches, but it's just a wonderful way to gather, quite frankly, around a good fish fry. And so, whether you're in your local town tavern or you're at your church supper, This has been part and parcel to Wisconsin's history since the beginning, and certainly growing up in southwestern Michigan and calling Wisconsin home now. It's just part of who I am.
1: Also, I'm dying to hear what Preston thought of Taste of Wisconsin Waters.
2: I think this is awesome. For folks in this room uh, tonight, from commercial fishermen, to researchers, to restaurateurs, uh, people who count on that fishing industry, people who count on the research that's occurring I met a couple of those researchers this evening. And I think it's, it's a wonderful way to look forward by relishing how far we've come in the past and providing clean water and research around our water systems.
0: Our next guest, Steve Sommerfeld, works for Superior Fresh, a company that produces Atlantic salmon in land-based systems that some call blue houses. It's a play on the idea of greenhouses for plants. And don't they also have like blue lights that glow in, right. <laughs> in the yes, night? Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, I've heard the facility looks kind of like an alien spaceship or something because these lights It's are massive. Glowing. Yes, and, and it, it glows. It's huge. <laughs>
1: yes. Uh-huh. Superior
0: Fresh's Blue House is one of the largest in North America. Superior Fresh also produces vegetables, making it the largest aquaponics facility in the world.
1: And it's right here in Wisconsin, located in Hickston. So aquaponics is a food production system that couples fish, crayfish, or prawn farming aquaculture with hydroponics, or growing plants and water. In aquaponics, water from the fish tanks becomes nutrient-rich as the animals live in it. This rich water is then fed to plants in large, shallow grow tanks or beds. If you want to hear more about aquaponics in Wisconsin, cue up our Fish Dish episode where we talked with Nate Calkins of Lake Orchard Aquaponics and prepared mango salsa tilapia. But I digress. Let's hear what Steve Sommerfeld of Superior Fresh has to say. Steve
0: said one of his family members got him interested in his current field.
3: I grew up in Iowa, Oklahoma, uh, where my parents were, but my dad is a professor in fisheries biology and does research in aquaculture. So we would go fishing all the time, and I'd go with him to the ponds or uh, into his lab. And it was fascinating to see how you could grow fish in aquaculture.
0: Steve puts Superior Fresh into perspective in terms of its location here in Wisconsin and its environmental impact.
3: It allows us to sell fresh Atlantic salmon to Wisconsin consumers where they would otherwise not have it available. And 95% of Atlantic salmon consumed in the United States is produced overseas in say Chile or Norway and imported to the United States. So it's imported to the US usually by air freight And the biggest carbon footprint of food is if you air freight overseas. So we have a much lower carbon footprint than that. We're recycling the water. We have zero wastewater discharge. We're taking every pound of fish food and producing four pounds of human food. That's one pound of Atlantic salmon and three pounds of organic leafy greens.
0: Sharon, can you guess what Steve's favorite Wisconsin fish to eat is?
1: Hmm... No, no. I could never guess. No. I have no clue. Really, that's such a hard one.
3: (laughs) My favorite Wisconsin fish is definitely our Atlantic salmon, and I love to grill it. And I grill it very simply. Maybe a little bit of garlic salt, a little bit of olive oil sitting on some aluminum foil on a charcoal-fired grill, and uh, it's delicious. And it's so rich in omega-3 fatty acids. And the reason I like it so much is I know our fish are fed an organic certified diet that's just loaded with marine oils. When we've tested our fish against the competitors in the market, we have twice the omega-3s because we give them only fish oil and they get the best omega-3 levels, which are good for your heart and brain.
0: Steve explained that Superior Fresh takes many measures to ensure they have a low environmental impact. The water they use for the fish then feeds the plants, which effectively clean it. It's then recycled back again to use for the fish. They have zero wastewater discharge. What little is spilled is used to irrigate native grasses, wildflowers, and alfalfa on the property, which is then in turn used for bedding or livestock feed.
3: Our water is treasured. We, we don't discharge the wastewater from production. We only use a very little bit of groundwater. Uh, we're keeping our water safe. We're keeping it very clean. We don't ever use antibiotics or pesticides because we keep fish disease out as well as we keep out human pathogens.
1: So does Steve's dad approve of his work with Superior Fresh? (laughs) Well, I asked him that very question.
3: My dad is ecstatic. He was just here visiting me last weekend, fishing at the farm and visiting the farm, and he's in awe because it's really something else to go in and see 13 acres of glass greenhouse producing beautiful lettuce and leafy greens and then doing the Atlantic salmon and the Atlantic salmon are producing the nutrients that's providing the food for the greens. And the salmon are so healthy and the quality is so excellent.
1: And
0: what did Steve think of our event? He shared a few thoughts on that and about Sea Grant as well.
3: I'm ecstatic that Sea Grant put this together to recognize how Wisconsin uses water for food and brought in aquaculture. Sea Grant has not only helped educate consumers about eating Wisconsin seafood, which is so good for them, because there's nowhere else you get omega-3s, which are good for your brain and heart, like you can get it in seafood. And then Wisconsin Sea Grant has also been instrumental in funding research that's helped the technology develop that's used for Superior Fresh.
0: My next interview was with Jamie LeClaire of the Suzy Q Fish Company. She described her diverse job. I do office work. I do stickers to put in the boxes to ship make sure everything we have everything in our retail market yeah behind the scenes it's not like one actual thing the only thing i could say what i don't do i don't smoke the fish i don't go on the boat and i don't use the bandsaw i don't clean the fish like, and i don't want to learn <laughs> she enjoyed our event and said she met some new commercial fishermen and found the diverse array of people fascinating my final interview was with Charlie Henriksen of Henriksen Fisheries. He grew up in Chicago and took a semester off from college to spend time in Door County.
4: I moved to Door County when I was 20 and it was doing some resort work and uh, actually attending a bar and had a neighbor say, Hey, you want to help us go ice fishing? And I went with them and the next year I was still doing sort of the same thing. And I worked ice fishing with some other guys who have become, you know, lifetime friends. And uh, just one thing led to another. And here I am.
1: Sharon, can you guess what Great Lakes fish is Charlie's favorite to eat? Are you just trying to bait me with trick questions? (laughs) Henriksen's Fisheries specializes in harvesting whitefish from Lake Michigan. I'll be gobsmacked if Lake Whitefish isn't Charlie's favorite fish.
4: I love whitefish. I eat whitefish a lot, I like it broiled, baked, fried, I mean it's just really versatile. My absolute favorite is to put it on a grill, on a grilling plate, with the skin down, and then just let it cook through when it's about halfway cooked through. My wife makes a tomato sauce, it's a little bit spicy, and we put that over the top of it. You know, it's already hot and cooked, you know. almost. Not really a stuffing, but it has a little bit of substance to it. It's that over the top. It's fantastic.
0: He described how the commercial fishing industry works to keep the Great Lakes clean. Except for when they're fishing for chubs out in the middle of the lake, they seldom clean fish out on the lake.
4: All of our uh, entrails go uh, in 50 gallon buckets and we send them to a company that makes liquid fertilizer. So we're, we're trying to use every part of the fish.
0: He also described how one of his customers makes a fish sausage out of parts of the fish that are usually discarded, and his own company makes dog treats. And then Sharon, isn't there like a whitefish 100% project going on?
1: Yeah, so the 100% Lake Whitefish Initiative aims at increasing the value of whitefish coming from the lakes. It was inspired by innovations coming out of Iceland, where cod is used for much more than food. In fact, I'm wearing earrings today made with Icelandic fish leather. Wow. I know. Aren't they cool? And they're, they're not fish colored either. <laughs> no, they, they dye the, they call it fish leather and they dye the skins. You can kind of see the scales. Yeah. That's really neat. Yeah. They're
0: triangular and they have like a heart, a little heart on them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Where did you find those?
1: At an art fair. Oh. I know. So, and they make purses out of the fish leather too and, and other belts kind of things. So aside from fish leather, there are other products that can be made out of a fish. Some of the products infused with Icelandic cod include an energy drink made with fish collagen, cosmetics, and dietary supplements. And get this, the US Food and Drug Administration approved multiple cod skin medical products for surgical procedures and severe burn treatments. Evidently, the skin of some fish species, like cod, can heal wounds faster and better than traditional bandages and grafts. When all the value from all the products is totaled, a single Icelandic cod could represent a gross value of up to $3,500. Wow. So imagine that sort of economic impact for our Lake Whitefish. The Conference of Great Lakes and St. Lawrence Governors and Premiers has envisioned this, and they're working with more than 15 partners, including American and Canadian political leaders, private companies, and state and tribal officials on this 100% Lake Whitefish initiative. It'll be really a great project to watch, and uh, it started about in October. Cool. Yeah.
0: Now it's time for the fish o part of our podcast, where we discuss fish recipes, which, by the way, you can find on the Eat Wisconsin Fish website, which is eatwisconsinfish.org. Today, we're recreating one of the appetizers served at the Taste of Wisconsin Waters, saffron garlic aioli crostini
1: with cisco roe want to insert a word about roe here. Most fish roe gets passed over by American shoppers who are not typically accustomed to eating caviar or other fish eggs on a regular basis. But know that Marie and I are not pushing a new idea with today's recipe. In a 1941 press release, the US Department of the Interior encouraged Americans to eat more roe, writing, quote, "In all civilized countries, the roes of certain fish are recognized high quality and classed among the most valuable of the fishery products." So most of the lake whitefish and cisco roe produced from the Great Lakes is processed and sold overseas, especially in Scandinavia and Japan. By the way, I think it is important that we're using cisco roe today. It has a smaller bead than lake whitefish, but this is the time of year when Lake Superior commercial fishers are focused on cisco. One of my old bosses used to say, thank November, thank cisco. And that's because this is when the cisco are spawning and the roe is so valuable to the commercial fishers.
0: So, Sharon, it seems like you don't normally see Cisco row in your local supermarket. Where can people go to find it?
1: (laughs) Good question. So it is a little hard to find um, because it's not popular here in Wisconsin. But a place like Red Cliff Fish Company and Bodine's up in the Lake Superior area, like... Bayfield, And then out in Door County, the Henriksons sell fish row, as does Bailey Harbors and uh, Dan's Fish. And then I would encourage people to ask their local fishmongers. Oftentimes, if you ask, they will source it and find you some. Just know that there's a lot of it. (laughs) And uh, it's really a fun product. And it's going to be pretty as we spread it on our crackers today. Yeah, you can impress your friends. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Or saffron garlic aioli is is on the fish dish today. And uh, saffron, we talked about, where I talked about in a different show and how expensive it was. Mm -hmm. We used just pinches at a time. And this recipe called for a pinch, and we're just steeping it in hot water now. It turns my... The tips of my fingers all orange because it's the uh, innards of crocuses. Yeah, the pollen, isn't it? It's yeah. like the stamens from yeah. mm-hmm. croc. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, <laughs>
0: the plural. <laughs> uh-huh. So we're steeping it in the water, and we've put some ingredients in a blender, and we're about to just buzz them a little bit. And yeah, what did we put in the blender? sharon
1: well there was an egg yolk and garlic mm-hmm. several egg, egg yolks a couple from egg yolks. sharon's chickens Yep, <laughs> <laughs> i raised chickens in my spare time so yeah we had two egg yolks and some two cloves of garlic a teaspoon of lemon juice and a teaspoon of white wine vinegar and some salt so um uh, let's buzz it okay go. Nicely mixed. And then after you mix that first set of ingredients together, you're supposed to put in the the water that has been steeping with the saffron threads, all of it, and a three quarters of a cup of olive oil. And and that's it. It's a pretty simple recipe. And I guess you're supposed to dribble in the olive oil a little bit at a time so it really gets integrated into the egg yolk and other things in the blender. And that makes it about the consistency of mayonnaise mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's our goal mm-hmm. so let's see if we can manage that <laughs> and have we ever made aioli before i have never made aioli before me neither <laughs> <laughs> however i became a fan at the taste of wisconsin waters event because um, that's how they served the row there and i'm like wow it's so pretty it was such a bright color combination and it tasted really good too
0: yeah, I uh, I was on the assembly line for that particular appetizer, <laughs> so
1: I remember it well. <laughs>
0: right. It's got a nice golden yellow color, you know, from the saffron, so and it smelled really yummy. I never had a chance to taste it during the event, but... Because we're so busy. Uh, yes, what I'm <laughs> busy, going busy. to today, <laughs> yes. so I'm very excited. So, for the saffron in the water, do we just add that all at once and mix it yes. before we put the oil in?
1: Yes. Okay. And buzz until smooth. That's right. So. so we do the saffron and water, buzz until smooth, and then after that, with the motor running, we're going to be drizzling in the olive oil until the whole thing emulsifies. Okay. Right. So
0: now we got to drizzle the
1: a Little at a time. Here, I can be be the drizzler. Okay. Okay. Here goes the olive oil. So now, what do we do? We put it in a. Yeah, we're just supposed to keep it cool. It's served as a cool um, sauce kind of thing. First taste of our aioli sauce. Before it's cooled mmm oh that's good Woo. It, it's got a lot of different flavors it does. <laughs> and, and it maybe because it's warm it, and yes it'll be fun to taste it when yeah. it cools off but it ends on like an
0: olive oil note yes
1: yeah, so if it, it, what first hit me was the saffron and then garlic and mm-hmm. then and then the oil yeah all right let's yeah. cool her down okay so we're putting
0: together our aioli appetizers. And uh, you can use crackers, you can use crostini. We're using gluten-free crackers and a rice cake. Okay. So we're putting on the uh, the roe, which is orange, and the aioli is yellow. And then we're topping it off with a sprinkle of dried spr- parsley. Yes. So are we gonna try? That's true. Should we do a taste test with the crackers.
1: Sure. Yes, that would be good. Speaking of like having fun with food and 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 water, actually, shall we talk about who won this fish bread taste test during the Taste of Wisconsin Waters event? Yes, we should. We've strung people along long enough, I think. Okay. So, drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> the winner of the fish bread contest was actually a tie of it was bodine's and hoops fish market and what's interesting is they both fish out of lake superior both using lake whitefish as their base and their operations are next door to each other and and the fish came from throughout the entire state so it's interesting to me that both of those companies both the fish in the contest yeah uh-huh. yeah one so oh. yeah so good on them and were all delicious though and i would not say no to eating any of them <laughs> so. yeah it
0: was really fun tasting there was like eight of them I uh-huh. remember, and yeah it was really fun tasting the variety there's some with a goat cheese base in it and um yeah just things I would have never thought you could put in a fish spread yes it was quite fun yes and now what about the water contest well
1: the water contest was interesting we had mostly clear carboys that you could see the water and the prior avenue iron well water that just comes out of the ground in milwaukee from Pryor avenue it was such a different color because of all the iron in it and so i thought that was interesting but the winner of the nine sample contest was rock springs free spring water and that's um, not too far away from madison
0: and it's just a spring that gushes out of water. There's no like fluoride. Right, you added can just it. drive like up with your drink at your own risk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: Most all most all artesian wells are tested regularly, but yeah, they're not. It's water that has not been through a, a purifier. It's just straight out of the ground, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's free for everybody. So okay, I've just no lead. I feel like when I say anoli, I'm talking about the lizard. Aioli. Aioli. Two more crackers, and so now we just have to add caviar. Lump of caviar. No, it's roe. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're right. (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) That looks kind of good. Yeah. To see how beautiful Cisco Row with saffron garlic aioli is, and to find the recipe, check out the Eat Wisconsin Fish website at eatwisconsinfish.org. You might also have fun doing fish egg bumps at your next party. Evidently, eating fish eggs off the back of your hand, like licking salt after a tequila shot, has become trendy. (laughs) That's it for this episode of The Fish Dish. Thanks goes to Preston Cole, Steve Sommerfeld, Jamie LeClaire, and Charlie Henriksen for the interviews. And thank you for listening. I city, Everywhere
1: I go, I always want to be in
2: city.